Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. That's an interesting one. Either Eric Schmidt or uh, Chuck Basie. Uh, don't have a problem with that. I'm, I'm literally going through all these uh, messages that have come in. Uh, another one for Eric Schmidt. I think Eric Schmidt's winning this. Uh, let me do this. Nick Lestrada, Pettit County Clerk. Uh, let me uh, let me get. Uh, how did you pronounce that name, Brian? That looks pretty complicated. That would be uh, Eva. Eva? No, Eva. Eva. No, not Eva. Eva. Oh. <laughs> Welcome, Eva. How are you? Hi. <laughs> I'm fine, thanks. Uh, I want to vote the the most person that's impressed me the most is Josh Hawley because he stood up, you know, when no one else would and took a lot of backslashing, and I'm just so impressed with him. Okay. We got it. Thank you, Eva. Thanks. I mean, Ava, I'm sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> I screwed that one up. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Eric Schmidt for sure. Wow, this is, this is a, it's interesting the way this uh, has come down. Uh, another Eric. I'm sorry. Hold on. Schmidt. And uh, this is it. I, I quit after this. Um, Sarah Walsh. Yeah, she's a sweetheart. She really is. All right. Um, I have gone through um, a gazillion phone calls, it seems like, and a whole bunch of posts from GaryNolan.com. And it turns out that Eric Schmidt is the hands-down winner. Some uh, notable, uh, Josh Hawley, uh, who got uh, three. Dave Rowland got three. Uh, but Eric Schmidt got over 10. He got 11, 12, counting the... Yeah, he got a, an even dozen. So here's what I'm going to do. I am going to, on behalf of the listeners of this program, send him a plaque. And uh, that uh, he is the Missouri Person of the Year for 2022. And then let's do this again next year and see if anybody else, you know, uh, uh, takes the uh, takes the win. Uh, you know, when you look at uh, Eric Schmidt's uh, uh, campaign, what he's done for the state, I got to admit, I like him. Uh, and I think I expressed that before, so I don't have a problem with that. I, I think he is, uh, he is a, an outstanding f supporter of the Second Amendment. He's done a, he's done a pretty good job uh, in his position here, and I hope he does as well in the Senate. I hope that he remains solidly constitutional. I hope that he defends the Constitution and all of its amendments the way he did the Second Amendment here. That would, um, that would impress me. Uh, let's see what we got here. Um, another vote for uh, Eric Schmidt for standing up for parents. Uh, the uh, veteran, the 102-year-old uh, Judy. Okay. Uh, all right. 874-9390. Toll-free number is 800-529-5572. Um, we got to move on. We can't uh, just stay here forever because we'll. You got other things you want to talk about. I got a quick reminder that uh, Glenn Beck will be on board in about uh, forty-five minutes. 
And then uh, Sean Hannity will be with us. And then uh, we've, well, the afternoon show is great. It's the producer that I concern myself with. But Randy Tobler will be on this afternoon. And then uh, Brandon Rather tomorrow morning. Are you going on uh, on vacation, Brian? Yes, uh, for a few days. You're uh-huh. going to do that? You need that time because you're... You you've got to shop for my Christmas gift. That is true, and it's and the list is so long that you've sent me this year. It's like, man, I don't, I don't know if I can find those things or not. But I should be able to get it done in that. Well, time you know frame. what? I I may have been a little crazy on that list. Yeah. Listen, don't uh, go for the cheapest thing. Five grand. Uh, oh, surprise! That lingerie that you wanted. I I'm not sure about that. I, you're, you're not sure about that. Well, yeah. you've been modeling it on your vacation <laughs> for the last five years. Um, did now? Did you finish your Christmas shopping? <laughs> Are you kidding? No, really. I wait till the week before. I finished my Christmas shopping. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. I got you the same thing I got you last year. As the old joke goes. <laughs> yeah, you just had one person to shop for. So what's the big deal, right? Yeah, didn't take me long. But I mean, I nailed it. I, my the gift I got for my bride is exactly the right gift. I mean, she is going to be knocked out of the ballpark. I did a terrific job with this one. But I did it online. I shopped online. I didn't go to the brick-and-mortar store. So I'm curious to see if you've already finished your Christmas shopping. That's first. And secondly, did you order online? Did you go into stores or a combination of both? You know, for a while there, they were saying brick-and-mortar stores were going away. But it seems there's been a resurgence. So did you finish your Christmas shopping already? Usually, very often, I ended up in a shopping mall on Christmas Eve sorting through what was left because I didn't get out early enough. I don't, I don't do that anymore. Uh, I now go out in a reasonable amount of time, get what I want. But did you finish your Christmas shopping? Did you buy in a brick and mortar or did you do a combination of both or just the interwebs? Give me a call. Let me know. 874-9390. Toll free 800-529-5572. Brian, do you let uh, Denise, uh, your bride, uh, do all of the uh No, we, it's kind of a uh, mutual thing. Kind of a mutual thing. So yeah. you both do it. All right. Uh, when I was a kid growing up, my 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 father would give my sister... A handful of money and say, what does your mother need? <laughs> Maureen would go out and do the, the shopping. And then, uh, you know, it would be from dad or from Santa or whatever. Uh, so let me find out from Linda. Linda, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. I'll bet uh, you're I did finished. 90%, I did 90% online and 10% in stores. And yes, I'm done. Now, how did I know? Well, as soon as I saw that you were calling, and I don't even know you, <clears throat> but I thought, eh, she's she's done it all. She's finished. I just knew it. I have a November the 30th deadline. Oh, so do you shop all year, or do you just wait until it gets close and then, you know, do it all by November well, 30th? For the great-grandkids, I kind of have to wait because you can't just know what size they're going to wear. But if it's uh, all year long, I shop the things that are, like, not sizable. And then more closer to uh, November, I start looking for clothing and the right size. Yes, I, I have I have a goal, and I stick with it every year. 
Wow. Uh, I really I, now I hate you because <laughs> I always <laughs> I don't I never do that. Uh, uh, and when it comes well, to clothes, do, do the grandkids love it when you give them clothes? Oh yes. yes. Do they really? Last year we gave uh, one of them um, some footed pajamas. It was like I can't remember what critter it was from a movie. Uh, he wore them. Every every time he was in Head Start, and every time they had pajama day, that was the pajamas he wore, and he wore them at home. His mom could hardly get him to take them off to wash them. Wow! All so right, yes, Linda. They do. Thank you, Linda. <laughs> Glad to have you on the Gary Lone Show. Brian, did you hate it when you got clothes for Christmas when yes, you were a kid? Yes, I did. Uh huh. Absolutely. Like, like what? What? You you could have got me this <laughs> any time of the year. You know, you could tell before you even open the package, like. Just squish it, and it's like, yeah, that's closed. No, yeah, that's closed. I'll put that aside. <laughs> I, I want something in a box, something that uh, you know that I can play with. Eight seven four ninety three ninety eight hundred five two nine five five seven two. I'm up against the clock. Got to take a quick break. I'm gonna come right back. We'll grab your phone calls. Did you get your Christmas shopping done? Did you do it mostly online, mostly in the brick and mortar stores, uh, or one or the other? Let me know. Just curious. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 11-19. Glad to have you with us on the Gary Nolan Show. Did you finish your Christmas shopping? Did you do it in brick and mortar or online? Uh, 874-9390, toll-free 800-529-5572. Earlier in the program, I told you about a baby uh, that was ill and needed a transfusion in New Zealand. And I told you that the parents did not want that transfusion to come from someone who had the the uh, Pfizer vaccine or Moderna vaccines. I also told you that they were, the government was lobbying to take the baby from the parents so they could make the decision. This, uh, this has been decided. New Zealand has taken the baby from the parents who requested unvaccinated blood for the transfusion. The government took their child. Unbelievable. Uh, off topic, Joyce. Joyce, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. How are you, Gary? I am well, uh, thank you. Last, well, first of all, to get to your Christmas thing, I do all my shopping in, in brick and mortar stores. My my grandchildren, until they're 18 years old, get money for Christmas, and then the, the babies, the little ones, I'll give books and stuffed animals and stuff like that, extra in addition to it to money but my the, the main reason why i'm calling is last year you said something about old chicago and i also read it in the paper that old chicago was coming back to columbia have never heard another word about it do you know what's going on with that that what was coming back to chicago old chicago i don't even know what that is it, it was a pizza hamburger place that was out there on the business loop for a long time oh i did see something about yeah i did see something about that uh, I, I don't know. I've heard no more. Okay. Did you used to I, go there? Were, was that a favorite oh, place? We loved it. It was great. Yeah, my whole family, like on Friday nights, that's where we'd head. Old Chicago. I don't know why it went out of business. There and it was pizza? There's there now. It was pizza and hamburgers? Pizzas and hamburgers. It, it, I think it originated in Chicago. Huh. And, it, and I heard that it was supposed to go out there where... Uh, was it Hulahans? Somewhere out there um, in the Broadway shops or something. I mean, what do you call it? Um, in that area where Sam's is? Yeah. But it's, I haven't seen any, I don't know. It's not there. I, I haven't seen any updates on it. Uh, if you really like a good hamburger, 
everybody tells me Bucci's, and I've been there, and they are good. Um, oh, yeah, I've been to Bucci's. I grew uh, up in Columbus. Yeah, but uh, there's a, another place, and it's on the business loop, uh, and there's another one off of... Uh, Green Meadows. For, uh, yeah, Green Meadows, yeah. Green Meadows. Um, what is the name of that place, Brian? Uh, Just Jeff's. Just Jeff's, yeah. Have you tried there? you forget that? No, I never heard of it. All right, when you... You know where they have that traffic circle on uh, the business loop uh, by 70? Yes, yes. All right. Uh, and then there's the shopping center. Um, help me, Brian, the name of the shopping center. Parkade Center. Parkade Center, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's in the Parkade Plaza. Oh, okay. Yes, okay. And uh, when you're pulling into Parkade Plaza, it's on the left side, uh, just this side of uh, Firestone. Oh, is it that little? It's just—it's just a little like a kiosk. Yep. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, I know it. I am telling you, they have the most incredible hamburgers you've ever seen. I'll check it out. All right, let me know. Let me know what you think. Thank All you. Right. Thanks. Uh, bye bye. Glad to have you. Uh, you know what? There, there are lots of great places in Colombia that I. Um, uh, I, I don't get paid to endorse, but that I like. Um, and that's one of them. Just Jeff's makes great hamburgers. Just really fabulous hamburgers. Um, another place that I really like is the Candy Factory. My sister was uh, always doing the low-carb diet, <clears throat> as was I, as do I. And uh, I would go to the Candy Factory and I would get her, and the first time I did it, I went there and I got a, a box of their low-carb candy. They, they've got, they sell it. And I opened the box up. I thought, well, I, I want to try it before I send it to her, make sure that it's good, because that's what a good brother does. And uh, it was good. And I thought, well, I, I don't, I don't want to send her, um, you know, there, there's a variety in there. And I thought, well, I, what if the next piece isn't as good as the first piece? So I, I had to try it, an, another piece. And I pretty much tried them until the uh, candy ba box was empty. Um, and then did you determine if they were quality by the time you finished? I or decided you to go out and get the, another box. I, I had to go back and get another box. Yeah, I, that <laughs> happens to back me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> they were really, really good. Uh, so that's another place uh, that I'd, I would recommend, uh, especially uh, for the holidays. Great candy. See that? And I don't get paid for that. I would, I would literally, I would endorse them. Uh, it, it just has not come up as an opportunity, but they are that good. You'll love them. Uh, 874-9390, toll free 800-529-5572. I have finished, I have finished with my Christmas shopping. I did it all online. Uh, it didn't, um, and, it, and I got, I think, the perfect gift for my bride. What kind of a vacuum was it? It was not a vacuum, Brian. Oh, okay. Just checking. What kind of a years husband past it had been? No, vacuum. I never bought her a vacuum. I bought her a carpet scrubber. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference. And, and you know, it, it doesn't sound like a great gift, but we had a dog. And occasionally the, the carpet would smell doggy and she would complain. And so Here. I bought her <laughs> this carpet scrubber. Uh, Here, get to work. <laughs> well, now, you might say that when I uh, bought her the snow shovel. Yeah. Uh, or even the lawnmower. 
Right. Uh, but the carpet scrubber was completely different. I only bought her that because she was concerned about the dog smell in the carpet. Gotcha. Otherwise, uh, you know, it would have been something elaborate like, uh, oh, I don't know, maybe a rake or a, something that, you know. The, Pots and pans. Because, you know, a lady's place is in the kitchen, right? Well, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, you are going to be in so much trouble when I send Gwen <sighs> this tape. You know, I, I do have a problem uh, in that my, my brother-in-law listens to the program, and he's up in Pittsburgh, <laughs> and he's he is likely to tell his sister, or I'm sorry, his wife, who is Gwen's sister, Susan. Uh, so let me let me just uh, reach out to my brother-in-law and uh, don't <laughs> don't repeat anything you hear on the pro- <laughs> on the program <laughs> because if you do that. Susan will tell Gwen, and then I'll be in in all kinds of trouble. Uh, and and I know you you don't want to do that. To oh no, we don't want that, brother-in-law. Yeah. <sighs> all right. Eight seven four ninety three ninety toll free eight hundred five two nine five five seven two. Do we want to get into this uh, story about the? You know, I'm I'm getting in the Christmassy spirit, Brian, and I don't want to drag it down with another sad story. Another irritating story. I hear you. Um, Don't forget you have the uh, famous pickle audio that we'll have to play sometime this year. We play that twice every year, don't we? Yes, we do. Can you get your hands on it in the next few minutes? Yeah. All right. This is a a most embarrassing... um, It started with Christmas traditions. Yes. We were, you know, taking calls from people that did different things during the holidays. Yes. That kind of thing, and someone called in and they had gave one. us a Christmas tradition that you had never heard of. No, clearly <laughs> I had no idea what it was really about. But everybody has those things that they do. Um, uh, some families will uh, take their video recorder and record everything, or, um, you know, in the old days it was a cassette recorder, and they would record everything, and they would keep it and label it Christmas 1990-whatever. Uh, and so if you had one of those, I was asking listeners... Share it, and maybe somebody will hear it and go, "Oh, that's something we could do at our family." It was it, the concept was very good, um, and and maybe if you've got one that you want to share with listeners today, you can um, just give us a call. I'm I'm getting in the Christmas spirit here, but this poor woman uh, called me up, and 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 she had a, uh, a Christmas. In fact, I well. You'll just have to listen to it. We'll, we'll do it right after the news. Uh, but it was my one of my least professional radio moments. But if there is something you do every year at Christmas time, uh, share that with listeners. Give me a call and share it with listeners, and we will, uh, you know, maybe give this idea to somebody else. Um, maybe you do what I said. You video or. You have dinner first, or I, I don't know, just whatever it is, and we'll share that. In fact, we got callers on the line right now, so we'll we'll do that in just a couple of minutes. 874-9390-800-529-5572. You've got a, a Christmas uh, tradition? Share it. We'll see if other people do it, too. You're listening to The Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network.
This is the Gary Nolan Show. All right, it is 11.35, uh, Christmas traditions. Um, and then Brian just gave me one uh, saran wrap ball game. I've never heard of this. Uh, we'll try and get to that in, in just a minute. And then uh, the Christmas pickle, uh, which is one of my more embarrassing Christmas episodes. We'll play that for you. But first, uh, Jerry is on the line with a Christmas tradition. Jerry, welcome. How are you? Fine. How are you, Gary? Doing well. What do you do every uh, Christmas that's a, a tradition at your home? We've got seven children, six grandchildren, and 17 great-grand. And so what we do, we have a talking stick. And everybody, after we eat, will sit down and we say what we're thankful for for Christmas. And the ones that give the best answer as we look at the number voting, which is 16, we say, count which one you think is the best. And then we add them up, and whoever's the best, they get a gift. But each one of them usually has a lot to say about their grandparents. So we appreciate it a lot. <laughs> I bet they do. Oh, that's yeah, clever. We have a good time with it. All right. Jerry, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Well, the saran wrap ball, Brian, really? What? Yes, it's uh, really fun. Have you done this? Yes, many times. So you, you, you take saran wrap, a roll, two rolls of saran wrap. You should start with a large gift in the middle. Yeah, I mean, it's up to you entirely. I mean, we even put cash in ours. Not large denominations, but, but sometimes they put five bucks, couple of bucks here and there. Here. Uh, you yeah. know, like uh, small like gift certificates, movie passes, whatever. And you just start wrapping that stuff up. In that one big roll of a massive wrap. ball, yes. Now, this is a, it's a game for, you know, if you've got six, seven people prepared to pass this saran wrap ball around. I mean, it can take as long as, you know, 15, 20 minutes to get that ball unwrapped because they're doing it with oven mitts. So everybody <laughs> has to wear oven better. mitts. Yes, you have to try have... and unwrap this ball. And as they unwrap it, things fall out. Whatever falls out, they get to keep. Right. And the person to the left of you is rolling dice. And as soon as he rolls a double, it's his turn. And you have to give the ball to the next person. And it continues until the uh, ball is completely unwrapped. It's hilarious. I mean, it's it really is. Uh, watch watching the people trying to get the oven mitts on, <laughs> and it's like they even they've just got the oven mitts on, and they rolled a double already. <laughs> they have to pass it. They don't get anything. And I imagine with the oven mitts grabbing that first piece of uh, saran wrap is a challenge. It really is. Yeah. But um, there is another uh, German tradition that I was not familiar with until this call came in. Our Christmas tradition is to hide the Christmas pickle. To hide the what? Christmas pickle. Christmas pickle? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. And you can find, I know, it sounds hilarious. It's an old German tradition, and it's an ornament. So it's not like an actual pickle <laughs> that you eat. <laughs> but it looks like a pickle. It's, a, it's an ornament. It's a pickle. <laughs> so you hide, you hide the Christmas pickle on the tree. Google it. I swear it's there. Oh, when, I, when I'm playing hide the pickle, it's a... <laughs> no, it's a Christmas pickle. <laughs> not hide the pickle. Shame <laughs> on you. <laughs> No, so 
So you hide it on the tree, and then when the kids get up, or you need to collect yourself. I'm sorry. It's okay. He needs a moment. Okay. I'm back. Are you going to make it? Uh, Yeah, I think so. I'm a, I'm a professional. Don't try this at home. Go ahead. You, so you... You hide you you a pickle. It's an ornament. Yeah, sure is. It is, I swear. It's a pickle. So um, you you hide it on a tree, and then the kids find it on Christmas morning, and they get a special package or a special present. Sometimes Ooh. it's money. Sometimes it's another ornament. But it's whatever present. It's the Christmas pickle present. All right. And so the kids are waking up on New Year or Christmas morning and not only are they excited about their stockings but then they immerse on the tree trying to find the Christmas pickle. There you go. Google it. It's an old German tradition, I swear. Candy, thank you for sharing that. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. I'm glad I brought a little joy to your day. Yeah. (laughs) I the pickle. Oh, I don't know. See where your mind went. It went south right away. (laughs) In every year since then, some, some, I don't know who they are, but people drop off uh, Christmas pickle ornaments for for the tree. And uh, we play that uh, twice every Christmas season. Uh, It was just so much fun. She was such a good sport, such a sweetheart. Um, but it's uh, one of those Christmas traditions that uh, that she shared. Maybe you'll do that too. Uh, and while now I now have like four hundred Christmas pickle ornaments because every year people drop them off. But you can buy them if you're not familiar with that tradition. You can buy them in uh, most uh, department stores that sell ornaments. And uh, as she said, you you hide it on the tree somewhere. It's green, just it, it, so you got to really work to find it. And then the kid that finds it. It's a special gift. Um, much, much cleaner than what I thought was going on. Um, let me see here. Mel, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Hello, Gary. I'm glad you have a lot of Christmas pickles to hide. <laughs> I, uh, I was listening to the program the day that that happened, and I've never seen a train go off the tracks so fast in my life. <laughs> it... Uh, I mean, you didn't even lose steam. It just kept going. <laughs> I was inconsolable. I, I couldn't have stopped laughing. I just, I was gone. <laughs> and I'm glad you play it every year. And hopefully that she gets to hear it and think, yeah, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Mel, thank you. And thanks for being such a longtime listener. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. All right. Glad to have you in the Gary Nolan Show. So if you got a, uh, a Christmas tradition, uh, feel free to share it. And I promise you, no, I'm not going to promise you. I was going to promise you I wouldn't laugh, uh, but there's there's no guarantee that that'll happen. Uh, so, you know, the, it, it, this, uh, the, the, the pot thing, the smoking pot is such a stupid law. And we really, it was stupid. It was stupid to ban it to begin with. And it's taken uh, libertarians and uh, uh, libertarian activists to start whittling away at the stupidity probably 30 years, maybe longer. It may may have started uh, whittling away at this in in the 1960s. 
But now, apparently, the Democrats are thinking of shoving through legislation to make marijuana a legal product. This will have some impact on the state of Missouri if they prevail. Uh, and I'll share that with you uh, in, in about uh, three or four minutes. Uh, but we got another Christmas tradition. Uh, we would go to those calls first. Chuck, what's your Christmas tradition? Well, I just wanted to let you know, Gary, that me and my wife never had a Christmas tradition until I started listening to the Gary Donald show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh boy. Uh, This is is getting dirty, I can tell. (laughs) No, I just couldn't resist. (laughs) All right, Chuck. Uh, uh, See, I can't say anything that doesn't sound dirty with the reference of pickle in it. All right, take care, buddy. Thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. What was I going to tell him? uh, Keep the pickle hidden? or or, I don't know. All right, up against the clock. When we come back, marijuana, the state of Missouri, the stupidity of it all coming up on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It is 1149. Glad to have you with us. And uh, here we go. The, uh, The... federal government, apparently the U.S. Senate, a bipartisan group of senators, plan to attach a significant marijuana legislation to some must-pass year-end bills. The story is at Axios. The big picture, the group led by Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and the Justice, uh, has the Justice Department's blessing for legislation. The legislation, they pay me because I enunciate so clearly. Uh, for letting cannabis companies access banking institutions, creating grants for state expungement of past marijuana convictions. Um, the, uh, they've sent a memo to the Senate uh, with uh, concerns about the potential implementation of the bill. <clears throat> but the Justice Department seems to be on board. Uh, they want to pair two bills. And uh, the Secure and Fair Enforcement uh, Banking Act and the Harassing Opportunities by Pursuing Expungement Act. They go out of their way to come up with acronyms that people can remember. The latest changes to the bill ensure that legislation doesn't unintentionally make it harder for law enforcement to prosecute other crimes involving other drugs or money laundering. So... After years and years of telling people this law is wrong, it is stupid, it's killing people, and it's not necessary, Democrats and apparently some Republicans are coming along at the federal level, and they're, they're getting rid of these marijuana laws. And this, you know, arguably is a good thing. Police no longer have to worry about getting between someone who wants to sell it and someone who wants to buy it. Uh, it is now uh, completely uh, uh, out of their uh, out of their realm. They don't have anything to do with it now. That's good. That'll that'll save a lot of lives. Here's the problem: we in the state of Missouri, instead of just simply saying let's legalize marijuana, let's get the state out of it, making it a, I guess, a marijuana sanctu- uh, sanctuary state. We signed on to this idiotic pro-marijuana bill that has institutionalized a crime into the state's constitution. We, we have made this a crime to have over X number of ounces of, of marijuana. Now, the rest of the country will be off the hook 
is the federal government's going to stop uh, enforcing these laws and, and decriminalize it. And we're still going to criminalize it if you have too much. It would be like saying uh, during Prohibition, we're going to legalize the sale of liquor. But if you have two pints of liquor, we're going to arrest you. And then Prohibition ends and part of the uh, state constitution says, gee, uh, you still get arrested if you have two pints of whiskey. We need to get rid of that rule. We need to change that. Somewhere along the line, we need to to write uh, uh, to write a wrong here. We need to write some legislation up, uh, another constitutional amendment <clears throat> that that gets rid of the first one and replaces it with we just aren't going to prosecute marijuana laws. And we'd better do it soon because if the federal government beats us to the punch, you'll be you know somebody traveling from one state to another might find themselves in trouble if law enforcement finds out that they have too much marijuana in their car. An ounce too much. Just It's just it's ridiculous. I, I tried to warn people not to vote for that. Uh, the more I dug into it, the less I liked it. And it still passed. And it's going to make a few people exceedingly wealthy. And, of course, that's why it was, you know, pushed so hard with outside money. But it was a lousy deal right from the get-go. Um, we're trying to wrap it up here because we're, we're, we are running out of time, and Glenn Beck is up in a few minutes. But uh, there is apparently, and, and this is in spite of the fact that we are, well, trillions of dollars in debt. Um, the United States is going to deploy military assets to Australia, including air, land, and sea forces, as the two countries agreed to deepen defense cooperation amid growing concerns about China's actions. Um, they haven't worked out everything out, but they are apparently going to spend a lot of money, billions and billions of tax dollars, to protect Australia. We can't afford it. We simply cannot afford it. We're, you know, the blood is being sucked dry a couple of billion dollars at a time. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, did not, uh, uh, Brian, didn't uh, Biden just ask for another $50 billion? That's what I heard. I was unable to confirm that, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's for just, Ukraine. It's a nonstop faucet, and it's wide open. No matter what they need, we're going to give it to them. And I just wonder, at some point, do you say, hey, um, we've, I mean, do you, have you keeping track, been keeping track of the amount of money that we've given them so far? I've lost track. But it's, it's in the hundreds of billions of dollars. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. And again, as I pointed out earlier, it's, it's not a loan, it's a gift. Yeah, we're not getting this back. No. Uh, and, and we've been doing this for decades. In addition to all of those social programs, it, one of the things that really, really irritate the hell out of me are these countries, most of these countries that we're giving money to through NATO defense, et cetera, and direct military uh, uh, involvement with, with our own men and our own equipment. 
those are countries that have socialized medicine. They, and socialized medicine is a struggle to keep up with. They're going, you know, they're, they, they're constantly running out of money. The money that we're spending defending those countries, the money they're not spending to defend themselves, they're using for socialized medicine. And if they had, if, if they had to pay for their own defense, socialized medicine wouldn't even exist. How long are we going to pay for everybody else's health care as well as everybody else's military and everybody else's defense? At what point do we wake up and say, you know, that's enough. You have sucked us dry. They have an earthquake somewhere or a, a hurricane rolls by and right away the, magna the, the, the president magnanimously sends billions of dollars in aid to those countries. That's your money. You may want to send that aid. You may want to send uh, uh, money, but it should be your choice. But we, we've somehow gotten so far away from the Constitution, and I don't care how noble the cause is, it's not the job of the federal government to do those things. They, they should not be engaging in that kind of benevolent behavior. We have, we have shown historically in this country a capacity to donate both here and abroad to people in need personally, not through the government, in extraordinary numbers of dollars. Uh, as I've pointed out in the past, there, there are no, there's no group of people, no country anywhere, whose people are even as generous as us, much less more generous than us. We don't need the government to take that money and send it to other countries. And I also would argue that if it's private charity that, that you donate to that goes to those countries and helps them, they're going to be really careful about how that you know, food and assistance gets delivered. The government, not so much. So, all of this is is um, worrisome to me because we just keep piling on the, the spending. And we just don't have it. We're going broke. We are broke, as a caller pointed out earlier in the program. We are broke. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby. Honey, I'm coming home.